Let me just read from you from uh, just, uh, yep, the title of my message is God Rules. And uh, we thank the Lord for the worship team, Andy and Nelson and the worship team for actually preparing your hearts for the Word of God because we speak about the reign of God. We speak about God's throne. We speak about who's the one in charge. We speak about the one who is uh, the ultimate person with power. So today, I come to you as a person who is weak, but I'm going to speak about the person who is all-powerful. And this is a message that we all need at such a time like this. Sometimes we look too much at the news. Sometimes we look too much at our social media. Sometimes we look too much at the Facebook postings, at the newspaper and news media. And what will happen? Fear begin to creep into us. We begin to isolate ourselves. So as we have told many of our church members, don't stay away from church until we tell you to stay away. So come to church. Do you know that there is a survey that is proven research even in the science, even in psychology that says spirituality and even coming to the church will result in better well-being and overall mental health. So if you and I want to have good health, mental health, physical health and spiritual health, the best place to be is to be in the house of God. The best place to be is to continue to go to your cell group. The best place to be is continue to come for our prayer meetings because this will begin to change the, even the brain. Even researchers say that this has an effect on the brain because as we continue to believe in the Word of God, that God is a God of compassion, God forgives, God heals and God is the God of hope. Do you know what research says? That the more we begin to speak and sing and teach and begin to affirm one another and as we begin to sing all those songs of hope, do you know what happens in the brain? It begins to create positive feeling in us, to begin to give us hope. That's why research says that people who come to church live longer. So if you want to live longer, continue to believe in the Lord. Continue to come to church. Today we are going to go to the book of Daniel uh, with this short time that I have. Daniel is a very interesting, exciting book. It's just like, uh, it is the prophetic eschatological book in the Old Testament just as Revelation is in the New Testament. And uh, this is a time for us to come to, and to learn from Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who God is. Who is the real God? Is it the God of the Babylonians? Is it the God of the Medes and the Persians? It is the God of the nations all around Israel? Or does Israel, and does, do you and I actually worship the one and true living God? So the book of Daniel will affirm, will confirm, will build up your faith and my faith at such a time like this. So rather than what I mentioned just now, fixing our eyes on the 
what's happening in our nation right now with the government and the change of government and the uncertainty of the government right now, with the COVID what's happening right now, with the US and China trade war right now, with the economy that is affected right now. Some of many of us are affected in our jobs by what's happening right now because of the virus, because of uh, uh, what's happening in our nation. But this is a time for us, just like what we have sung just now, to turn our eyes. And the author of Hebrews says, fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. Even Jesus, in the time where there was so much persecution, there was so much rejection, there was so much unbelief and doubt, when He was preaching and ministering, the one thing that we see Jesus does so often is a lifestyle, is Jesus turned up and looked up to heaven. And then He began to be resolved. He began to be hopeful. He began to be strong to know that actually the one who is in charge, the one who is in control, the one who has given authority, the one who reigns forever is actually on the throne. Not the one who is elected, not the governments, government come, government go, prime ministers come, prime ministers go, kingdom come, kingdom go. But the one kingdom that will remain is the kingdom of God. Can we say amen to that? So Daniel had this vision when he asked God to interpret that he's called and given an order to interpret the dream of Nebuchadnezzar, this powerful Babylonian king. And so in the night when he prayed, God revealed to him the dream that he gave to Nebuchadnezzar and the right response that he did was to turn back to God because he says only God can do this. Only God can reveal to a pagan king what is going to happen in our world. Only God knows because it is not the God of the Babylonians who determines and shapes lives and shapes histories and shapes nations, but it is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. It is the God of Daniel. It is the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. It is your God and my God who shapes lives, who shapes history, who, whose plans will never be hindered or thwarted. And so this is what Daniel said, Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are His. He changes times and seasons. He disposes kings and raises up others. At such a time like this is happening to our nation, you and I need to have a right view, a right viewpoint of what, who is in charge. Do you know the book of Daniel? They are giving us two perspectives. One perspective is to see God and to see who is the true God and who is actually orchestrating all that is happening. The second view that we have is that Daniel was given an opportunity to come into the presence of God and to see what God is doing in the world. And I think for you and I, in the, as children of the new covenant, Paul says in Ephesians that we are all seated in heavenly places with Christ. That means with the Word of God, with the Spirit of God, you and I can have the wisdom, the insight, and the anointing to see that what 
whatever is happening right now in Malaysia, whatever is happening now in the parliament, whatever happening now in the palace, whatever happening now even in the health ministries, in the hospitals with regard to the virus, see who? See the person. See his plan. See his vision for this nation. That God knows what he is doing. That the people in authority... God has put those in authority. That God can use even sicknesses and disease for His purpose. Just as God has used the Babylonian king to punish the Jewish people by sending them to exile to Babylon. And for 70 years they were there. God can use even that time for the people to begin to turn back their heart, turn back their eyes to the living God rather than just keep on focusing on the social media and the news and keeping yourself updated with the Malaysian Insider, the Malaysian Kini, or the Malaysian Chronicle, let's just begin to look at the Word of God and to see God as He really is, to see who is the one who is in charge. Very quickly, I will cover six chapters I know he says, can we do it in uh, 40 minutes? Uh, uh, but it's just a run-through of how we can learn from Daniel and his three friends. The first chapter, it speaks about Daniel and his three friends in Babylon. These were probably, they were roughly about 15 years old when they were taken captive from Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar and they were brought into Babylon. And so these three uh, four of them were chosen among all the other captives because they were excellent. They were handsome. They were capable. They were, they, they, were, they were above all the others in terms of all the virtues. But the, the wonderful thing we see about them is that they kept, they could be taken out of their country, taken out of their families, but God, no one can take fate out from them. They could be stripped of everything else but they have one thing that no one can strip off, is their faith in the living God. The faith in the Almighty God. The second chapter, we have Nebuchadnezzar's first dream where he dreamt of a big image of gold, silver, bronze, iron and clay. And then he began to frighten his advisors. He says, you must tell me my dream and you must interpret my dream. Of course, this is something very scary. No one could do that. No normal human being could interpret what, tell the, the, the Nebuchadnezzar what he dreamt about. First, he must tell you what he dreamt about. Secondly, he must interpret the dream. And Daniel, when Daniel was called, finally called, he just, he just says, it is not me. No human being can tell you, king, what you dream and the interpretation of dream. So Daniel began to pray and he began to see what God has revealed to Nebuchadnezzar about the four kingdoms that will be coming subsequently because God, after all, God's kingdom. And then towards the end, there was a rock. We're talking about the kingdom right now, the Babylonian kingdom, followed by the Medo-Persian kingdom, followed by the Greek kingdom, and then the Roman kingdom. And then there was a stone not cut from a rock. And this stone will break all the other kingdoms. And we know this stone is, this stone is the final kingdom. It is the kingdom that you and I belong to. 
it is the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because this kingdom will be an eternal kingdom, an everlasting kingdom. It will break all other earthly kingdoms. Jesus is the living stone. Jesus is the cornerstone. Jesus is the stone that was rejected by the unbelievers. But Jesus was also the stone of stumbling for those who want to, do not want to believe in Him. And then in chapter 3, we have Daniel's three friends. Again, they were stripped of everything, but they kept their faith. There are two important essential things that we can learn from them that you and I as citizens of the kingdom must have in this world that we are living. An unswerving faith in the Lord. Unshakable faith in the Lord. That no environment, no culture, no pressure, no temptation will take us out of our faith in God. And the other one is a love for God. An unconquering love for God. These two things were so strong in these four Jewish young men. And this is something that God calls for us to love God with all our hearts, mind, soul and strength. And to believe in Him. Jesus says, if you only believe, you will see miracles. You will see all things are possible. And then in chapter 4, we have Nebuchadnezzar's second dream of a tall tree. And then again, Daniel interpreted that dream. And Daniel says, you are that tall tree. And God is going to cut you down because of your pride, because of your arrogance, because it's think thinking that you, you are better than God, that you yourself are God. In chapter 5, we have the next line, the next one, it could be the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar. His name is Belshazzar. And he too tried to play God. He too was very proud of the Babylonians that they have defeated. They were the superpowers at that time. Just like USA thinks they are the superpower now or China thinks they are the second superpower. But at that time, the Babylonians were the superpower. And so they say, everything is ours. We are like gods. But when they the holy article, the goblets of gold from the, that was taken from the temple in Jerusalem and began to celebrate and drank wine and began to revel in that. Then something happened. As Belshazzar began to be drunk and to enjoy himself, to think that he is God, then suddenly there was a hand, a human hand that was at the lampstand with just the fingers and the human hand was began to write four letters in Aramaic. And today, all of us use that phrase which is actually from the Bible. What is the writing on the wall? It is the warning from God that if you play with God, you are playing with fire. You cannot play and run away from God. Then the sixth chapter speaks about Daniel again. He never compromised in his love for God. He's never swerved in his faith for God. And so he was thrown into the lion's den because of false accusers, just as Jesus was falsely accused. And just like sometimes you and I, we are also falsely accused. People will slander us because we are children of the light. Of course, if we are do right, 
The same thing. And Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. Do you know what happened? God shut the mouth of the lion. Nothing happened to Daniel. Just as the same thing that the three friends, when they were, when the three friends also, when they did not compromise and bow down to the image that Nebuchadnezzar made, they were thrown into the blazing furnace, made seven times hotter. But you know what happened when they were thrown into the fire? They, the, the, the king saw not just three men they were thrown, they saw a fourth man. And it was like a son of, of man, son of a God. So in the Babylonian culture, they say it looks like a divine figure. And we know who is the, the fourth man, like the son of man. It is Jesus, the pre-incarnate Jesus, who is with us even in our times of fire. Some of us today in Malaysia, some of us as Christians, some of us even in our life, we are thinking, we are experiencing fire. Fire seems to come on to burn up our wealth, burn up our health, to burn up our relationship even in our marriage, our children and our family. The lion in the den, we seems to be attacked. There seems to be a lot of persecution coming against us and we begin to ask, why, Lord? Why? Why is our nation going through things like this? I tell you, I think you will all agree, there's never been a year like 2020. How we started off the year with COVID-19, that time it was coronavirus, and then we had what's happening with the changing government. And now there are... Then now the economy is affected. Are we heading towards recession? Are we heading towards another war? There's so much wars going on right now in the Middle East. What is happening right now? The vision that our Tun had for 2020, he thought that he would still be there in 2020, but 2020, he's no more there. His own vision, he was not even there in the year that he is in right now. So whatever man can plan, Whatever rulers can plan, God is still the one who determines which plan will work, which plan will not work. Because ultimately, it is God's plan that will be in place. Can we say an amen? So, for you and I to just believe in the God of Daniel, the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, we are putting our hope and our faith in God the one who is on the throne, the one who sees all things. This is what we learn from the book of Daniel, is that God rules. There's something so clear that we cannot miss when you and I read the book of Daniel. That's why it's such a joy at such a time like this, in this season of our country, this season of the virus that's going on, to begin to come back to the Word of God, to begin to come to the book of Daniel and you will see how big your God and my God is. Don't be like the ex-spies who saw themselves as grasshoppers. And sometimes as Christians, we think too small of ourselves. We think that we can't make a difference. We think that we are all going to be overwhelmed by the enemies. We are going to be overwhelmed by where it's coming. But God is asking us, to be like a Joshua and a Caleb. Not to look at the 
inhabitants of Canaan land. Not to look at our enemies, not to look at the circumstances, but to turn our eyes and to look at God and to look at the giant. Because if God is the giant and all-powerful, who are we to fear? Why do we need to fear? Why do we need to be intimidated? Why do we need to be stressed up at such a time like this? That He is, He rules over all people. He rules over all kings. He rules over all nations. And He rules over your enemies, God's enemies, our enemies. And He's above all kings and lords. Even Nebuchadnezzar had to come to a realization the God of Daniel is different from his God. And this is his declaration so that the living may know that the Most High is sovereign over the kingdom of men and gives them to anyone he wishes and sets over them the lowliest of men. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3 and Proverbs 9, that the fear of the Lord and godly wisdom holds the promise of prolonged life or eternal life or long life. When you and I fear God and see God as He really is, that He is the one actually pulling the strings. He is the one actually who is the potter and we are the clay. The Prime Minister is the clay in the hand of God. The government is in the hands of God. Every virus, every disease is also clay in the hands of God. Every of our enemies is also clay in the hands of the potter. Let us have a, a vision of the one who is up in control of the potter. He says that, hold the promise of a prolonged life. The fear of the Lord and godly wisdom hold the promise of a prolonged life. There is a joke going around about the third Malaysian car. We know whose idea is it, uh, the third Malaysian car. And he says this Malaysian car will now be called Prolonged Saga. That's what's happening right now. It is uh, prolonging the saga. And this is a special design. The car only has a back door. Well, this is just something that we share. It's very interesting. But we know, actually, there's no such thing as a back door into the kingdom of God. Jesus says, I am the gate. So for you and I, there's only one way. People cannot sneak into the kingdom of God accidentally. People cannot churi churi maso into the kingdom of God. But Jesus says, the only way into the kingdom of God is through me. I am the gate of the kingdom of God. Again, in the book of Daniel, we see that his dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the people of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, What have you done? Sometimes, as Christians, we too are guilty of sinning and questioning God. God, do you know what's happening to our country? Do you know what's happening to our government? Do you know what's happening in this viral situation? Brothers and sisters, He's the porter. He knows all things. And that's why the book of Daniel says, let's look at God and see what God sees. God, nothing 
escapes God's eye. God never takes a toilet break. There is God never goes offline because something happened with the connection because God is always online. God knows even the secret things that we do. And so, even this warning is for us as kingdom citizens that we have to realize that the one seated on the throne, as much as he's in control of the nations of kings, is also watching over your life and my life. Secondly, we learn from the book of Daniel, from in the life of Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar, is that God opposes the proud. Pride is one of the most dangerous sins. Not just unbelievers, but for you and for me. Even as a pastor, even as a minister, even as a leader, even as a board member, sometimes we must always be on guard against pride against arrogant, thinking that we can question God, thinking that we can assume we know what God is saying and doing, thinking that we, we know better than God, thinking that sometimes we can even help God. Like Sarah told the, the husband Abraham, maybe we can help God. Let's have a child. God is late. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. God opposes the proud but shows favour to the humble. This is one thing that God is very, very passionately against. Any person who is proud, any nation who is proud, any ruler who is proud, and even any kingdom citizen, you and I, who are proud, we cannot escape. We may have a calling in our life, but if we fall into the sin of pride, then God will come against us. God will humble us. And we see that meekness and humility is a characteristic and an important virtue of the kingdom of God. Look at the King, Jesus. He is the most humble of all servants. In chapter 5, as I mentioned just now, the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar, as I told you, they were making fun of the God of Israel. They were using those religious, those sacred goblets that were used in the temple and they were just having fun, blaspheming the one true God. And look what happened. The four words, the interpretation was numbered, numbered, weight, divided. Do you know when Jesus comes back? This is a warning writing on the wall that Jesus is coming. When He comes, He's no longer coming as the Lamb of God. He's no longer coming as a baby, but He's coming as a judge. So all of us will have to face God our enemies will have to face God in a great white throne judgment. You and I will stand before God in the judgment seat of Christ. It's a separate judgment for believers or called the Bema seat of Christ. And some of the things that we do will be burned because we think that we are doing it for God. And the things that we do it with the wrong motive, with the wrong heart, all those things will not be counted. And this is, but thank God, we will just pass through. 
But the things that we do with a humble heart, like Daniel did, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did, like today that you are doing, you do it with the right heart, the right motive, with the right to, in order to glorify God and God alone. Those things will, they will be counted. And Belshazzar, immediately on that same night, when he received this, God is actually telling, writing on the wall, Belshazzar, I am God. You don't play God. You cannot claim to be God. You may be the most powerful man on this earth, but I am still God. I determine how long you become king. And now I'm telling you tonight, you are no longer king. Not only that, I'm going to punish you for being blaspheming sacred items that belongs to me. And what's going to happen to your kingdom? I'm going to divide your kingdom. True enough, a new kingdom was coming. The kingdom that was the silver, the image, the kingdom of the Medes, the Medo-Persian Empire will come. And they killed him that very night. And Daniel was promoted. So this is something, this is something that you and I can be assured and comforted. Don't think that our enemies will get away. Don't think those who are betrayers, who are traitors, who steal power, who come through the back door, they will escape. Today, God is telling them, you will be numbered, you will be numbered, you will be weighed, you will be divided. There is going to be inside war, internal war even among them especially among the enemies of God, enemies of this nation, they will face God. We know that many of them think that they are God. They can control everything. They think that cash is king, but they don't realize there is only one king. And God will reveal to them, judgment is coming. So brothers and sisters, don't try to help God. God knows what He's going to do. Sometimes we may send messages to God. Huh? We WhatsApp to God. You know, God, God, are you, are you there? Are you there? Do you know what's happening, God? Do you know what this person did to this, what, this party, this party? Don't worry. God says, I'm God. I know. Nothing escapes my eyes. So let's live revenge to God. Let's live justice to God. And in Psalms 89 says, the foundation of the throne of God is justice and righteousness. And the party that has the dutching will also be judged. God is the one who is the true judge. Whatever symbol your party is, if God is not there, you are in trouble. In life, we have many choices but only two destinies. This is very important. People may say, I want to do this, I want to do that, but the Word of God says there are only two destinies. You think that you have many choices. You think you have all roads lead to Rome. No. The Word of God says you think you have choices, but there are only two destinies. To be with God in His throne room and to be His kingdom forever or to choose the kingdom of the world and to go into eternal punishment. You are free to make your choice. All of us, that is the gift that we have as human beings. We have the free will to choose. 
But brothers and sisters, we cannot change the consequence of our choice. If you reject life, if you reject God, there is a consequence to it. Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, and the enemies of God in the Old Testament, even in the, in the New Testament, and even for in right now today, if we reject God, God's love is offered to everyone. If we continue to reject Him, there's only one consequence. There's one lake prepared. It is not a beautiful lake. It is not a beautiful view of the lake, but it is a lake of fire prepared for those who do that. So we know what will happen to the enemies of God. So let's not worry about what's going to happen to the enemies of God because the kingdom principle applies to all. What we sow, we will reap. If we sow abundantly, we will reap abundantly. If we sow in faith to the true and living God, we will reap in reward and blessing and protection. What we can learn from the book of Daniel is God preserves us and is with, is with people. The fourth man in the fire with the tree is just like Jesus says, I am with you always until the end of time. The angel that closed the mouth of lion from hurting or harming Daniel is the same God that will send his angels that God will be with us to protect us from the evil one and the wicked one. Even today, we have sung about another lion. What is that lion? The lion of the tribe of Judah. That is the lion that will never be defeated. It's so amazing that Jesus has two images of an animal, a lamb and a lion. The lamb that took our place for the punishment of our sin, but the lion that will give us the victory and to ensure that this kingdom will be an eternal kingdom. Let me conclude with these three important points. What do we do with what we know? Very importantly, we must take home at least these three things. That the kingdom that will last forever is not any kingdom that we see in the newspapers in this nation, but it is the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we praise God that you and I belong to that kingdom. How do we enter into that kingdom? By repenting and believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. By being poor in the spirit. In the beatitude, the first one, blessed are the poor in the spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of God. There's no other way we can enter the kingdom. To be like a child, unless Jesus says, you be like this child you will not enter the kingdom of God unless you put your whole faith and devotion to the Lord Jesus Christ. You will not be part of the kingdom of God. But this kingdom, if once you are part of the kingdom, you know, we are going to reign with Jesus Christ. That is so powerful a thought 
that in the 1,000 year reign, the millennium reign, when Jesus comes back after the tribulation, you and I will come back with Him. And we are going to reign for the thousand years where Satan is kept in the pit for a while. After that, when Satan is finally put into the lake of fire, we are going to reign forever. And that's why we have work to do even in heaven. Some people think that we can retire. No, there's no retirement even as a disciple, even as a kingdom citizen. In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people, but it will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it itself endures forever. The secondly, the second takeaway that we can learn from this is that when we are weak, then we are strong in the Lord. Brothers and sisters, we are in 12 nations in our missions and if you go to all these 12 nations, who are the minority? It is the Christians. Who is the minority even in Malaysia? The Christians and the non-Malays. But in most of the countries in the world, most of the time, the church and the Christians, we are the minority. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, as Jewish prisoners, captives, they were the minority in the nation of Babylonian. But look what this minority people did. They stood up. They rise up in the midst of challenge, in the midst of a hidden culture, a pagan culture, an idolatry culture. They stood strong for God. What's happening right now, brothers and sisters, in our country? What's right happening now with the government, what's happening right now even with the viral pandemic that is going on right now, you too, we too, we can rise up and we can stand up and say, Lord, we want to be counted. We want to do good. And that's what the prophet Jeremiah told the Jewish people. Build houses, plant gardens intermarry even in your captivity and pray for the peace and prosperity of Babylonian because you will be there for some time. You and I are going to be here in Malaysia for some time. I don't think we will be chased out. But before we go back to our home, which is in heaven. And so while we are here as the minority, don't have the grasshopper mind mentality and says that what can I do? But Jesus says brothers and sisters you are the salt you are the light. It means we are called to make a difference. We are called to make Jesus known to praise people even in First Peter. It says that we are a chosen people. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are a people Belonging to God. For what purpose? So that we may declare the praises of Him who call us out of darkness into His marvelous light. So what is our purpose for being kingdom citizen in Malaysia? It is to declare the praises of God. 
in the midst of what's happening, the turmoil that's happening in our nation, in the midst of the virus that's going on, in the midst of the trade war and economic dilemma that we are in right now, we are called to continue to make Jesus known, to continue to declare the truth of God, that God is in control. God is on the throne. Nobody can unseat His throne. There will be no backdoor government in heaven. Only God. No one can unseat God. And so we better stand behind God. We better stand in front of God. We continue to look at the throne of God and say, Lord, you are in control. You are in charge. Thirdly, what we can bring from the book of Daniel is that Daniel and his three friends were just like all of us. We are pendatang. Many of our forefathers came from a different country. And so that's what they call us, pendatang. But let me tell you that even as the minority, even as the people who may not be just accepted as the locals here, you and I, we can do four things to show that we belong to the kingdom, that we can make a difference where God has positioned us. What are the four things that we can do, that we can learn? We can, the first thing with regard to humility and how we belong and how we take ownership as citizens of the kingdom of God is we can obey God. Just like Daniel and the three friends was absolute obedience, instant in obedience. Don't question God. Don't say, but God, and don't negotiate with God. They say, God, if you say this, I will do it. If you say to be patient, I will be patient. If you say to love my enemies, I will love my enemies. You say to forgive, I will forgive. To say to pray, I will pray. The second thing that we can do is pray and seek God. Jesus says, but seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Daniel was famous for another thing. He was famous for praying three times a day. Everybody knew. The Babylonians knew because he went up to his room and they opened his window and faced Jerusalem. So that when they wanted to trap Daniel, they know that that's the only way to trap Daniel because he was a man of integrity. He was an excellent man. He was faithful to his God. And so let's catch him. True enough, they caught him praying. May God and our enemies catch us praying. Isn't it nice to be caught praying, not caught doing the wrong thing? May we be caught praying by people and says, why they always pray? Huh? Why they come for morning prayer? Why they come for Wednesday prayer? Why they come for uh, early pre-service prayer? Why? Why do they pray? Why do Christians pray so much? It is because when we pray, what happens? We take our eyes off ourselves. We take our eyes off the problem. We take our eyes off the enemies and we begin to lift our eyes to God. And says, God, I don't understand. I don't know what's the outcome. I don't know what's the future. But you know. And you are in full control. I surrender to you. 
I trust in you. And that's where we have mental health, emotional health. When we put our faith in God, that's what researchers said. It's so important to have faith in God, to have hope. The next thing we do is to stand up for what is right and just. Some people say, after prayer, what else can we do in this situation? But we can do what Pastor Karen did. Share with people how to take care of themselves. Uh, sometimes the elderly people, sometimes they don't know what are the things to do when they go out. You know, whether to wear a mask, whether to sanitize, how to protect yourself. We can do that as kingdom. We can contribute rather than passing rumour after rumour and say, don't go to this place, don't go to that place. That is negative. That is not kingdom citizen. Rather than saying, I don't like this party, I don't like this politician. Instead, let us pray for our kings, for our rulers, for the, our members of parliament, for our state assemblymen, for the government. And the last thing that you and I can do, just like Daniel did, is to serve God continually. Thank you for watching. Subscribe to our channel so you don't miss out on anything new and stay connected with us on our social media.